Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And we got a great episode for you guys today. Yeah. But uh, first things first, Manny, did you have a long weekend? I don't even know if you did. Nah, I mean, I know we had like this whole, what was the holiday yesterday? President's Day. President's Day. I mean, uh, there were some schools that did like, they took Friday off and Monday for the day, uh, holiday, so they had a four-day weekend. Other schools had like a three-day weekend, but me and the working class, it, we don't get those opportunities. I had the day off. Yeah, you're no longer the working class. It's, it's called union. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called union. I needed that day off, damn it. <laughs> Personally, our the projects at my work are getting a little bit out of hand, so I mean if anything, I need a work I need a day off too, honestly. That's too bad. I know, right? <laughs> Mr. Fancy over here. No, I just don't work where I live. <laughs> there is no day off when you work where you live. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That was that was Saturday actually. Was it? <laughs> I worked literally from sunrise to nightfall. Oh. And Saturday's nice. always a day day uh half day. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, my dad threw in a, a, a couple of extra 100 dollars to me as a bonus for doing so much work cuz if we if we didn't do any of that work we did Saturday, we would have had a, we would have been forced to work on Sunday. Oh no, you don't want to do that. Yeah. All right. Other than that, how was your weekend? Lonely. Oh, I'm sorry, Manny. Did your seatbelt <laughs> not hug you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was lonely. Valentine's Day, single single awareness day. Well, I mean, it's not like there was a whole lot going on for even couples to do anything with, you know, COVID still kind of in the mix. Oh, you can still do a lot of stuff, honestly. Yeah, I know there's a lot more restaurants open now and doing their indoor dining and stuff, but it's... Definitely not the same. Snow up the mountains still. They can go up to the mountains and everything. Yeah, yeah. As long as you don't end up like Texas. Oh. (laughs) That was really bad. Have you been watching that? Oh, yeah. Did you see the video already of that? What was it? Like a hundred car pileup? Yeah. Like, honestly, I saw the video within the first hour after it happened. Okay. Yeah, that was was messed up, man. Mm -hmm. Was it six people who died? When the 18-wheeler kind of came in? In total, we've seen, like, if I'm correct, it was more than a mile long of just more than 100 vehicles crashed. So it was just a mixture of semi-trucks, commercial trucks, pedestrian vehicles, and commuters, basically. Just more than a mile long of 100 vehicles in a collision, in a chain reaction, basically. Yeah. They had, like, what, rainfall the the night before, and then it just iced over overnight. Yeah, they pretty much just had an ice road because it's it's like they, there was not even any snow or anything that you could see visibly. I mean, for other people, when they look at the videos, you can see these semi trucks just going full speed, and like from like a very far distance. And many people are things like, "Well, why didn't they break?" They just couldn't because the ice. Yeah, yeah, no, it that was a really really bad pile up. And yeah, they're, they're really bad out there right now. No, the the cold weather is is really heating or not heating up, but really building. <laughs> Perfect choice of right, words, right, Manny. Right, right. <laughs> but it's it's just really building up over there. Uh, I've seen like videos of people posting where they'll have like an, like their cars. They'll be driving it to the gas station to pick up gas, and they can't put gas because their car is encaked in an inch thick of ice all around. Oh, they got a shell. Pretty much. Like that really, really good ceramic coating. 
Yeah. <laughs> and even if they were able to, like, let's say, just punch it or bang the ice to free the door for the gas tank, it's the same situation with the gas pumps. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. There's um there's a guy that's doing, like, a whole series of videos about knowing how Tesla was designed in California. Mm-hmm. And he lives out on the East Coast where there's a ton of snow and ice. Yeah. And just showing all the design flaws in the Tesla that does not accommodate wet or cold weather. <laughs> so since it was like from California, it was designed for that region, not for other regions. Kind of. It's just like he just shows weird little quirks that just show like, okay, they obviously didn't really think about snow and ice and when they had this in mind at mm-hmm. all, you know? So like even simple things were like you lift up the trunk and... um even on most normal cars, you lift up the trunk and there's a drainage, right? There's a yes. drainage that comes around the outside of the trunk so you yes. don't wet everything inside. So it doesn't just spill inside. Yeah. His literally, he picked it up and just this giant thing of ice just comes down inside of his car. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, he was setting it up to show this is what happens, you know what I mean? Everything from like trim or even trying to open up the door handles because it's kind of like that touch where it kind of pops a little bit. Yeah. Because there's so much ice, there's no way for him to really chip away at that ice to open the door or anything. So it it's it was kind of funny to kind of see the design. I guess the design flaws from that aspect, but again, if it was designed here in California, they weren't thinking about that. We where do we really have that here? Pretty much, it would be considered a regional vehicle, in my opinion. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, now, are they having any electrical issues with starting the car because of the cold? or Not that I remember seeing from it. Okay. Not that I remember seeing from it. Um, my niece is out in Texas in a kind of a rural area, mm-hmm. and they have not had power since like yesterday at 3 in the morning. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's still posting like videos on Instagram going, it's like 15 degrees in the house. It's like... <laughs> It's really, really bad. Yeah, I mean, at that point, just cuddle. Well, I think they went over to their aunt's house out there. That still has That's power. running a generator. Oh, okay. okay. Because that, they, don't that, ha- they don't have power either. That's smart. <laughs> I mean, especially in those type of areas, a generator would be very smart to have. Oh, yeah. You got to have a generator out there. I mean, not even just for like cold, just in general, because they're kind of like in a rural area, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, it's, it's really, really bad out there. Um, I did see another interesting one. I don't know if you ever if you saw this picture yet. This these are uh people in Texas. Is is are they walking on a highway? Yeah, they're on the freeway. What the fuck? <laughs> Texas DOT sent out like a bunch of reminders that just because, you know, the governor issued that stay at home because mm-hmm. of the storm and everything, but just because the freeways are piled with snow, it it doesn't mean you can stroll along like you're at the park. <laughs> they must be Trump supporters. I don't know. You can see there's still cars driving down the, the freeway, yeah, and yeah. these guys are just like casually just taking a stroll on the freeway now. <laughs> that, that's really stupid. Like, why would you be walking in a freeway? I honestly, I have no idea. Maybe that's the only way they know how to get to places. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I again, I don't know why, but you know, they sent out the regular DOT issues about you know, checking your tires, chains, slowing down, 
don't freak out on your ABS if you feel it pulsating back. Oh, yeah. You know, like just regular stuff like that. And then to just kind of casually tack in. Best to keep off the highway. Do not walk on it. It's not for pedestrians. Yeah, I don't I don't see why would you have the idea to start walking on the freeway just because it has snow. If this is a post-apocalyptic world, like all oh, fuck it. Like walk on the freeway. Who cares? But we're not in that situation yet. Yeah, no, I mean, this picture... Keyword, keyword yet. <laughs> this picture clearly shows there's still cars barreling through that highway, and they're just... I guess this is like a common thing enough to where they feel they need to address it. No, yeah, I mean, this this cold has really been very impactful for the Midwest, especially. Um, I mean, we're still touching base on that horrific accident that happened last week, correct? Yeah. And, I mean, so far, we've only been seeing reported six people dead, but that was from the last time I saw the report, so I haven't seen if there's been any updated to the changes in numbers by any chance. Yeah. And, I mean, if we move, even move a little bit across towards the actual, like, Midwest, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, car plants are down because of the cold, too. Yeah, I would assume so. So that's halting up production on vehicles. Um, on top of that, I don't know if you heard about the chip shortage. Chip shortage, no. So are they running out of hot Cheetos? Because I'll be I'll be scared if they will. Yes, Manny, they are. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's too cold to make hot Cheetos. But they heat you up. No, it's too cold. You can't get heat. They can't get them hot enough to make them. Uh, trust me, it hits me up in the bathroom. <laughs> no, so basically, um, just kind of like building a computer. You know, sometimes the graphics card or processors end up getting really hard to find. Yes. They're kind of having the same shortage right now with um, with chips, computer chips, basically, for the vehicles. Mm-hmm. And that has to do with the materials that they're using for conducting and making the actual chips. Yes. So the auto manufacturers are actually basically competing with... The manufacturers for the chips? No, they're competing with uh, electronic consumers. You know, people who are building PCs and things like that. Oh. Yeah. So, obviously, like, there's a demand on different fronts of the industries, you know? hmm And some of them are dealing with it better than others. Toyota posted really great sales numbers and kind of just brushed off the manufacturing stuff. Okay. Um, Volkswagen is livid. <laughs> Volkswagen is super pissed, and they're blaming the actual manufacturers themselves that they're not meeting their demands. I guess basically what Volkswagen is trying to say is that they ordered kind of what their projections were ahead of time. And now that the shortage is kind of coming up and the manufacturer is not able to fully meet them, they're like, no, no, no. We ordered these up front ahead of time. If you were going to have an issue, you should have told us way back then. Yeah, because they knew about the situation ahead of time. Yeah. (laughs) So it's kind of funny that... uh, Like anybody else predicted about the COVID either. Oh, they're mad. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's it's interesting how just everything's kind of snowballing with different effects to it, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think I accidentally covered a semi-headline, so... <laughs> hey, I mean, it's still interesting, honestly. Yeah, it rolled into it. I would have never thought they would be competing with, like, PC builders just for those chips. Yeah, well, it's not just PC builders. It's people who are also doing, like... Um, you know, anything, cell phones, it could be computers, it could be computer manufacturers, you know what I mean? Which reminds me, my mom needs a new computer for her office. Really? That thing That thing is a dinosaur in there. Oh, no. I'm going to say, what, like, 
2012 was I graduated high school. So what was that? Eight years ago. So add another four years. That's 12 years ago. So about 15 years. Gee, yeah. Yeah. No, it's time to put her down. I keep telling her every now and then, but she's just, oh, no, it still works for me. I was like, it's not, it, 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 it doesn't work. Like it, it's Windows 7. So it's obsolete at this point because they finally let go of Windows 7. Mm-hmm. If it's not Windows 10, that they won't do anything for you on help or customer service or technical support. Yeah. And it's just taking so long to boot that she's kind of used to it. So she's like, well, I got time to go make my coffee. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That thing does need, it's like an old car. It needs to be warmed up. <laughs> well, time to do some shopping. Another interesting thing I saw because of this whole situation with the cold weather is that a it was basically TikTok videos where employees at a Pizza Hut, I think, yeah, I think it was a Pizza Hut or a Papa John's. I don't remember which one it was. The day of reckoning is coming, Manny. Right? You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> where he like he ate pizza, one pizza every day and just like saw how it changed and everything. He ate 40 pizzas in 30 days. <laughs> well, he's all sweaty doing his interview talking about the day of reckoning is coming. <laughs> that, that ain't sweat. That's grease. That's pizza grease right there. I, I'm still waiting for him to go on his shooting spree. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit sorry go ahead but yeah, these employees they they were they announced on tiktok that they were actually terminated from their positions at a, at a franchise location in texas and one of the reasons why is that they actually showed videos where they couldn't get access to actual running water inside the store okay so like all the pipes were frozen up they were just frozen but they they were they were terminated because they didn't want to make pizzas. And the reason why they didn't want to make pizzas is because they didn't want to make pizzas all day long without washing their hands and use unsanitary practices. Ah, okay. But the pizza chain franchise said that they clocked off and quit. So, I mean, it's a franchise like they're not going to give a fuck about that person, honestly. Yeah, of course. So their argument is that they they quit and everything, but these employees are saying that they were terminated because they didn't want to make they didn't want to make pizzas and you do unsanitary practices making pizzas without washing their hands all day long. Yeah, that's gross. That is gross, honestly. You don't need to add no more of those problems. No, pretty much. All right. Well, with that, Manny, what do we actually have on the board for headlines? So, the have you heard of? Ibusu circuit. Yes. Uh, so this this is actually very touching to a lot of people that are into the drift scene, just into racing, especially and and like the whole JDM culture and everything. But I don't know if you heard, but there was actually an earthquake in Japan this past weekend. You know what? I actually did not hear about it. And uh, so this was actually Saturday, February 13th at 11 p.m. Japan time. A 7.3 earthquake actually hit off the coast of Fukushima and uh, Miyagi Prefecture of Japan. So far, there has no been reports of tsunami warnings or anything, which is which is good, honestly, because they've actually I mean, we've already seen in the few in the past how much they've been affected by natural disasters, especially. Yeah. And. Ibisu Circuit is actually located in the Fukushima Prefecture. And 
I don't know if you know, but do you know much about the Ibisu circuit? Um, I know that it was a big, big thing for uh, drifting. Yeah, so they're they're a very they're a very well known uh, track circuit with multiple tracks all on top of a mountain, like on the sides of a mountain and everything. And basically, they'll have like little roadways to get to another track to do a different, uh, basically try a different track for drifting and stuff. So they have multiples, just like I would say, like with uh, Willow Springs, how they have multiple tracks on that one location. Yeah, I looked it up here uh, for their course map is so they mm-hmm. have like the north course the the toge course the hagashi minami mm-hmm. and the school course and the nishi yeah and oh i guess that's kind of the skid pad they call the uh kuro kuro land yeah so <laughs> so ibisu circuit has a complex uh, system of seven tracks all interconnected with a with with little uh roads to access to get to them and everything Plus with two skid pads. And these are all in different elevations of that mountain or that hillside and everything. But since, like we said, Ibisu Circuit is in Fukushima Prefecture. And like I said, this earthquake that happened was off the coast of the Miyagi and the Fukushima Cir- uh, Prefecture. And what that basically goes down to is that a huge portion of that side of the mountain hillside went swept down like a landslide yeah no and i mean it's such a unique track because of just the the landscape the size mm-hmm. of it you know it's almost like uh in the different tracks for like different combinations and everything yeah it's just it's if it's almost as if we would have lost like button willow mm-hmm. if we would you know if something would have happened and half of button willow got destroyed basically yeah is what happened over here but because like what that's like three tracks on there or how many tracks is there at the Willow Springs, right? At Button Willow? Yeah. Button Willow has like, I think 20-something configurations. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's one big track that there's like 20-something configurations, like different configurations. So yeah. like if half the track gets blown out, there, that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is definitely one of those really, really unique ones that, you know, would be like a bucket list to one day just go out and just try. Even if I can't try all of them, try a couple of these courses, you oh, know? Especially, I mean, especially if you're into the JDM side and you're like into that scene where you like to go drifting, especially. I mean, this is like one of the uh, one of the locations you always want to look at and stuff and take off your bucket list, especially. Absolutely. I think I remember uh, there was an article I read a few years ago. That they actually started some changing some like regulations on what type of cars are acceptable on the track and everything, mainly just say safety reasons. They didn't want drift missiles on the track, and what I mean by drift missiles is like beat up, just like car beater cars. Like they didn't want cars that have like hanging body panels held by zip ties and everything, or leaking coolant, leaking oil and stuff. Because if somebody uh, leaks on the track, they basically have to go shut the track down and clean it before anybody else can drops on it. And I think that if you crash, I don't remember. I had, I'd have to look it up because it's been a while since that they first updated those regulations a while back. But if you crash and there's an oil spill or a coolant spill, you will be fined. And I don't even think that also covers if you crash, if you just have an oil spill or just a coolant general and coolant leak in general you'd have to pay a fine honestly yeah and uh i was trying to look it up to see exactly what tracks were affected by it mm-hmm. 
And just looking at the pictures, my... Uh, and, you know, I could be wrong, but my best guess, it looks like the kind of the land side kind of took out part of the toge course and the um, higashi course. Mm-hmm. Kind of going, you know, kind of going through, went through the... Uh, the garage pit right there in between the two courses going towards the school course. And it looks yeah. like just destroyed that that hard 180 apex. Yeah. And just let alone that um, that whole landslide that happened, other areas of the mountain have huge fractures. Uh, just basically just large areas of just land split apart and stuff. So it's, it wasn't just that area that got affected. Pretty much all around too, as you can see in the pictures like that. Yeah. So... Uh, from what I've seen so far in some of the articles I've been looking at stuff, there is or is, there is rumored to be a GoFundMe page to in the works to help with the rebuild for this circuit, which I know will probably get a lot of response because there's so much people dedicated to this track. And of course, a lot of people that just wish to see it because there's lots of great events that happen here, like uh, actual official competitions and everything. So they, they haven't announced anything, but it's rumored that there will be one in the works. Okay, cool. Well, it sucks, but I, I hopefully we can kind of follow this through and there's something to be done to save this track. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm sure the, man, the cost of repairs has got to be enormous mm-hmm. just for the size of the park itself. Definitely. Oh, that sucks. I still, I need this off my bucket list. So, yes, let's <laughs> get this rebuilt. <laughs> Shoot, if anything, add one more while we're at it. <laughs> right? Well... Since we're talking about tracks anyways, um, I did want to kind of do a little update to um, our little home course here, Button Willow. Yeah. So I think I mentioned it before when uh, NASA originally had it on their schedule mm-hmm. that they were going to try to do uh, Button Willow's new new track, but it ended up getting removed. Mm. Not sure whether that was postponed delays on construction or because uh, Auto Club decided to open up for this last year. And they want to take advantage of it for the last year. Possibly. I'm, you know, I don't know the exact reasoning why they ended up doing the schedule change for this year. Um, but construction is up and going for at least what they're calling it for right now. They're just calling it Track 2. They haven't kind of dubbed it an official name yet. Um, but it seems like uh, they're going to go for a 2.5-mile, roughly 10-turn road course. Okay. And, you know, we've kind of seen some rough sketches, and I think I showed you some, like, aerial views last time. Yeah. Uh, It seems like they're kind of finally uh, setting more or less a a ready date, you know? And it seems like the goal is to open in June, actually. In June? That quick already? Yeah, apparently. Because I thought it would be, like, somewhere projected around November. No, they said they're, they're hoping to get for June opening. Um, but that delays might be pushing them back. So I don't, I'm not sure if maybe that's the reason why some organizations aren't booking just yet. They want to make sure they can set their calendars ahead of time, you know? Yeah. Um, they don't want like people registering when it's going to get delayed. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, SCCA's Cal Club region is actually going to be, um, the first scheduled road race at track two, and that's going to be September 11th and 12th. Oh, Okay. So that's gonna be uh that that's exciting. I'm really excited to see how what they're gonna do with it, or even what they're gonna name it. Actually, Up no ten. no rumors on a name possibly. You know, <laughs> this could just be speculation on my part, 
but maybe they might name it after that little uh, patch of land because they kind of went out of the way to mention this little patch kind of in the center of the course mm-hmm. that is like a nine uh, nine point something eight nine point seven acres, and um, they called it they called it like the giant kangaroo rats forever home. Uh, apparently, the shape like the shape of the face right here, it's almost or the shape resembles the face of a kangaroo rat. Right I, have, I have kangaroo rats where I live. That does not look like a kangaroo rat. That's what they're claiming for it. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe the um, maybe they might be a uh, a turn or a certain section of the course that kind of inherits that nickname. Was there a nickname. whole community of kangaroo rats in that specific location that they named it? No. Nope, this is just literally, this is literally what the quote was. It said, the giant kangaroo rat forever home is 9.7 acres. And that is to a sizable untouched section contained within track two. Okay, I only asked that because from my understanding at the moment, uh, kangaroo rats are actually uh, endangered. Okay. Yeah, and that's kind of like where this was kind of coming from. I believe they might have them there because a lot of the stuff they had to work around was you know, impacts to environment and wildlife in the area. Mm-hmm. And it said, um, the basically, oh, you know what? Here it is right here. I'm sorry. It said the the track design's influence was influenced by the giant kangaroo rat. Huh, okay. So maybe more of the overall shape, more or less. Possibly, possibly. I still don't see it. Well, who knows? Maybe that, like I said, maybe that might influence uh, just like each turn kind of has their own individual unique name mm. or chicanes or anything like that. Maybe we'll see that kind of come from there a little bit later on. Yeah. But it seems like uh, it's on their way. It is assuming they don't actually get um, too many delays. It sounds like they're going to be going for uh, June. They're going to have their own restroom facilities, their own garage facilities, their own parking lot. It's almost like literally a whole separate track. Inside of a track? No, adjacent to. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's talks about setting up a secondary um, tire um, tire, um, tire swapping station there. Oh, okay. A gas station. Uh, looks like they're going to have both tracks powered by solar panels coming up now. And uh, they're planning to add a 200-foot shade structure for the padlocks and everything. And they're actually planning to do. I would have, I would assume they're probably going to put those solar panels on top of the shade structure. Yeah, yeah. Praise, praise the sun. Got to. <laughs> it's a Dark Souls reference. And uh, hey, you know, little look into the future here. They're going to be adding sixteen Tesla supercharger stations. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that was so crazy that they're actually going to be adding those stations in. That's so, interesting. Do you think they're going to have like a, their own separate league for Teslas that they're putting so many? I want to say they already do. Now, whether or not they're heavy into road courses like Button Willow, but I'm pretty sure they already have some racing leagues for sure. Because hmm. the, only, the only things I've seen so far for Teslas... In terms of racing, it's just more like drag racing, but I haven't seen anything about like road course or anything. Well, I don't know if you, you, you should remember a few, oh man, it's been a couple oh, months now. Oh, Pikes Peak. Yes. Yes. Okay, yes. now I remember. Well, I believe that was Unplugged Performance. Yes. Yes. So they're out there, they're going. The biggest issue they had, like at least as far as normal Teslas go, 
is them pretty much cooking. Yes. Right? So I guess, you know, as it as technology keeps advancing for them and they can keep from uh, getting too hot and overheating and going into limp mode, we might start seeing more of them, I guess. This is kind of telling right here. So obviously you're not going to spend that kind of money unless you have some kind of data behind it to show, yeah, we actually have, you know, guys coming out here to run their Teslas. Hmm. Interesting. Very. I mean, uh, shoot, what was it, two years ago now? The the Shoot, it was two years ago the last time I was at Auto Club. <laughs> um, a buddy of mine showed up in his Model 3. And, you know, he he's an aggressive, aggressive driver. And he would only be able to get about two laps. He'll start smoking. Not start smoking. The car goes into limp mode and then he's, <laughs> he only has like 50 miles an hour or something. And he had to just pull out. Mm. So he overheated that thing real quick. Yeah. You know, two laps. And he was doing like, I think he was doing like two tens at Auto Club. Which, you know, it isn't dumb fast, but it's not super slow either, you know? Mm-hmm. Considering the amount of weight, and he doesn't have the performance Tesla. He just brought it because his other car was in the shop, and he just wanted to go out and race. True. So, I mean, that's not terrible. You know, it's not crazy fast, but it's not terrible. He just overheated, and he only had two laps. <laughs> nice, nice. So, yeah, that's kind of a, the update going on for, you know, as... As unnamed track two for the moment. And it looks like, you know, if the first event's going to be in November, maybe by 2022, we'll finally start seeing some events open up for NASA for sure. And Oh, we'll probably see plenty of events just because it's a brand new trick. Oh, oh yeah, man. And not only that, if they can run both facilities at the same time now, mm. that's just going to open up for more and more, hopefully more events in general, whether it's with NASA or Speed Ventures or what have you. Mm-hmm. More events, the better, I'd say. Yeah. So th- this is really... I, I was pretty interested to hear. And there's a really good write-up on um, on racer.com. And they got a really good write-up and even like a little video to kind of like golf cart track the course. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I, I thought was kind of cool. But uh, yeah, that's our Button Willow update. Nice. All righty. And now we have Apple talking to Nissan. Yes. So, so they just gave up with Hyundai and just went towards Nissan now? Well, we already knew that fell apart, right? Yeah. And uh, that fell apart because of branding, basically. Mm-hmm. Apple wanted somebody to kind of push around and say, this is the Apple car. It's not going to be Nissan with Apple. This is the Apple car. Or I already kind of spoiled it. Yes. <laughs> it was Apple with Nissan. And Apple, They basically, they their talks already fell through immediately for the same reason. Really? Yes. Their talks immediately fell through because of branding yet again. So Apple, Apple just wants to flex that it's all in the, it's all theirs. Oh, they're they're looking to move their muscle around, man. They're trying to find which yeah. one of these automakers they can push around. It's not gonna happen. If they really want to make it known, they they just need to show and make their own car. And then they'll let the, they have to let the public decide if it's a good car or not. Yeah, yeah, and that I mean, the the problem is they don't have the manufacturing capabilities. Mm-hmm. Unless so, they use China, or well, I mean, I mean, I mean, chi- Chinese children. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it it kind of goes back to whether they're going to end up 
using a substantial investment into their own manufacturing, which is very risky. They don't know what they're doing with it. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot to fuck up on it. Oh yeah. That's why they're trying so hard. Lots to push of R and D at that point, especially because they won't have another big car company that has years of experience to be able to back them up on the R and D. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, they're 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 looking for somebody to push around for sure. Whether it's, a, it's it, it it reminds me of like some sort of like an academic professor that got an idea from somebody to help complete their research paper and everything, and they don't actually put them as part of the cre- credits or anything, but just as a footnote. Yeah, and that's what I think Apple's trying to do is just use put them in a, on a footnote because no one reads the footnotes on research papers. <laughs> Well, basically, they don't want to. They want to collaborate as far as like getting somebody to, basically, get, getting somebody to actually build for them. That's and all. Ha- that's and, all it. And have a stake in it. Well, to take the they're because they already have um, employees, machinery, equipment. They have the capabilities to manufacture. Mm-hmm. That saves probably billions of dollars at that point. Yeah, you know, to for them to go from nothing to try to really get into it. You know, now. Apparently, they're already reaching out to GM. That's going to fall through. You think so? Uh, it already happened twice. Third time's the charm. This is true. This is true. So, yeah, they're they're reaching out to GM, and we, you know, we've talked about... I doubt uh, GM's going to do it, honestly. Well, that's what I was going to say. G- we already know GM's been dumping a ton of money into their EV stuff. With, with Honda. With Honda and even on their own, mm-hmm. even on their own, they're dumping money into it and they're trying to get fleet vehicles, working vehicles. You know, they're they're already on a hard push. I it I'd be really hard pressed to see them get walked all over by Apple. Yeah, I, I don't see it happening. Now, this is where I'm almost like, I could see Apple slapping this car company around. <laughs> Who? Um. I'm probably mispronouncing it wrong. Still, uh, still Ennis, and I don't know if you remember. That's the merger that happened with uh, Fiat, Dodge, Ram, Jeep, Chrysler. Well, Fiat bought Ram, Jeep, and Chrysler, basically the Mopar. Well, they're all owned under the umbrella of uh, Still Ennis. Mm. So that's that's Jeep, Chrysler, Dodge, Ram. Um, the Mopar, the Fiats, the Abras, the Ferrari. Alfa Romeos, the Ferrari. Opals. Ferraris as well, no? I'm kind of thinking so. No, no. Citroen, uh, Citron, the the Vauxhall, they're reaching out to GM and and these guys. And you, we already kind of know these guys as far as any EV tech is like nothing, mm-hmm. right? They got nothing on it. And we know that at least as far as multitude sales and bigger popular brands they're not quite up there no you know so this is a company that it would surprisingly you know who knows but at least from my opinion i thought they would have slapped around hyundai kia too but they didn't and to be fair hyundai kia has been doing a lot better with their small car sales oh definitely especially with their heavy marketing and everything i mean I've seen Hyundai and Kia just heavily invested into like sporty, sporting events now lately. Yeah. Especially with like sporting events that have to do with worldwide events like the World Cup, Soccer World Cup and other other leagues especially. Yeah. 
what I don't see is I haven't really seen much uproar of any big advancements or any big high sales for any of these brands. Mm-hmm. This might be one maybe Apple can slap around a little bit and push on, push on one of these brands to manufacture for them. Let's make the Apple car and then put a 700 Hellcat engine in it. <laughs> That's all I see happening if they try to do something with Dodge. That's funny. In my mind, I was thinking it'll be an Apple car with a bad transmission. <laughs> <laughs> or the infamous Hemi Tick. Oh, no. <laughs> you know you know about that, yes, right? Yes, I know. I know. Oh, we, we can go on for days with any Dodge Chrysler mechanical deficiencies <laughs> wait if they do something with jeep it will only last 24 miles oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it seems like uh apple's trying to weed their way into something man and it, i think it's kind of funny to watch this i guess kind of since we were able to kind of catch this with the honda and kia story mm-hmm. to kind of watch this bounce and just watch this company bounce around from manufacturer to manufacturer and Let's see where he lies. <laughs> but that's a hard push, if you ask me. Yeah, like I said, with Jim, I don't see it happening. But we'll see. Yeah. All right, Manny, what do we got next? All righty. And then we actually have E3. You know about E3, correct? Yes, I do. So for most people that don't know E3, E3 is one of the largest gaming conferences uh, when it comes to video games, new uh, companies coming out with new software, new engines, new games that they're about to publish or they're they're treating them just teasing basically. It might not be for this year, it'll probably be for next year, but it's just an a giant announcement for almost everything. Yeah, this is like the auto show of gaming. Yes. And with last year E3 was actually canceled because of the coronavirus. Everybody's just trying to think like what can they do to create the 2021 experience yeah and so some members of the esa which is the let me look up the i always forget the name i i know that just the abbreviations and stuff but i never pay attention to that stuff so the entertainment software association they are proposing and pitching a basically a digital version of e3 okay so this will be like a zoom virtual or something but with interactions and from what I've been looking at everything, what I mean by interactions, they'll have separate rooms so you can watch like the giant conference announcements like from Nintendo, from Xbox or Microsoft and from like Sony and other major gaming uh, studio companies and stuff announcing their works. And from what the E3 also does, they have a separate section for the public to view because most of the people that usually can get inside the conferences are people that work in the industry, just like SEMA, uh, basically. Yeah. So what they actually have is a certain separate area for the public where you can actually go visit booths like a convention, basically, an exhibit hall. Mm-hmm. To try out game demos, check out new games, uh, get more information from studios. Sometimes they'll have like cosplayers or maybe like... Um, I, I've never been to an E3, so I can't really give the full details of what I can expect from the public section. But for the most part, like game demos and everything. Yeah. So what they can also what they're also thinking about in this pitch is that they want to allow basically demos from your own home. Okay. So do like a one to one interaction with 
support and while uh, playing the demo from your home, basically. Okay. Which is interesting because from other conventions that I've been to, like anime conventions, you have these very famous anime titles and studios and stuff that come up with games and stuff and they'll be at conventions and stuff. And you'll see like lines of people just waiting hours just to get it, just to play the game for just about like a few minutes, honestly. Yeah, honestly, it's not worth it to me. Yeah. I mean, just to wait for a few hours just so you can play just for like a few minutes, would you think it's worth it? No, no. I think the only thing that uh, would worry me here is that are they going to have basically the infrastructure to support all this? I think that's what they're trying to pitch to see what they can do about it. Uh, I mean, it's just a pitch at this point. They haven't really f- defined anything at this point. Yeah. And how long do they have to uh, make this work? Till June. Till June. Okay. So it will be what their plan is to have this happen June 15th through 17th. So three days. And June 14th as like a preview day, like day zero at Anime Expo. Day zero. <laughs> hey, you probably hated it, but I had to work it. It was worse for me. True, true. That was your choice. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's the idea. Uh, my idea for like the inter- interaction towards the demo games that they'll have like a mass amount of people playing at a certain time, and then you'll be put on a wait list, and they like do like blocks. I would say have one block here, then. Once it's done and like let's go of the server and everything, you can have like another block go into it into the room. Yeah, or so you kind lobby. of like pre-register for a time block. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're able, you're kind of free to go back, switch, go to rooms another rooms, yeah, to watch the conferences and everything. Okay, that's like my understanding so far from what, uh, reading the articles and everything. So I'm actually really interested to see how this is going to work because again, this is one of the biggest video game industry con- uh, conferences. And everybody just looks forward to watching these new titles and everything. There's other conferences where they'll do like video game releases, but nobody actually pays attention to them. And other gaming studios don't actually do anything there because it's all about E3, honestly. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just really excited because I mean we had E3 canceled last year again for 2020 because of COVID. So I would like to see what we can do about this year. Yeah, especially now that we have the console drop this year. Very true. And see what more games we can come out for the next gen consoles. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, I actually do have a well. He's an old friend uh, that is actually in the industry. He go he usually is at um, E three as industry every year. Oh, nice. And maybe I can reach out to him and see if he can shed a little bit more insight to him, and maybe I'll bring him on. Uh, he's normally, yeah, I think he's normally out here around this time. Mm-hmm. I'll reach out and see if maybe we can bring him on and uh, get shed a little bit more insight into this kind of stuff and this yeah. world, this world side of it. You know? Yeah, it, it would be definitely a fun experience because since none of us have been to E three, so we don't know what the actual experience is, honestly. Yeah, yeah, no, and and I remember oh, this was a couple of years ago when he told me about it because uh, he told me about it. He would go and that was you know it was his job at that point, so he would go every year. And I yeah. got to ask him a ton of questions, but it's it's been a while, so maybe I'll reach out to him and see if I can bring him on. And I think that'd be some interesting conversation for that too. Definitely. All right, Manny. Last and last but not least, updates. Yes. Yeah, so, um, earlier today or yesterday, did you listen to the podcast from uh, Ninety One Octane? 
No, but I have been. I've been starting to listen to their podcast from their previous ones and just building my way up. Oh, the throwbacks. Yeah, so I'm just doing a marathon at this point. Okay, so let me let you know now. John has thrown down the gauntlet. How so? Not really, but. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Randy uh, has officially purchased his ticket for NASA's event. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So now you have to go. It's your turn. Let's do this. I mean, I already bought my ticket. Great. We're halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> We're more than halfway there. You're there already. All right. I mean, at this point, I got the helmet, the brakes, the registration, plus my NASA membership. I've already got put a deposit for a special order for my tires. I am going with a Goodyear Eagle F1 Supercar 3 tires. Sweet. Around 200 tread, right? Yes. Sweet. And... From here point on, all I'm missing is just the door numbers. Okay, that's on me. <laughs> <laughs> that's on me. We'll get that done, though. Mm-hmm. All right. That's good. Yeah. And what number did you choose again? 103. 103. Okay. Significance? Uh, October 3rd, 10-3. My birthday. Okay. You basic, but all right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can't think of any other three-digit numbers that have any significance towards me that I can think of. Okay. And just thinking about, like, a random number, is like it just it stresses me out just trying to think of, like, a random three number. <laughs> you know, there are worse things to get stressed out about, I guess. Yes. <laughs> All right. Like being in the working class. Absolutely. <laughs> so... Are you going to blue tape? Blue tape. Oh, you mean like put like the the painter's tape on the bumper and the hood? Yep. Nah. No? Nah. All right. So no crying if you get rock chips. All right. Okay. We heard it here. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'm going to get rock chips, especially since I'll be in HPD1 where I won't be pushing the car hard, honestly. Well, the rock chips don't come from you pushing the I know, car hard. I know, I know. That I know. That I know. It'll come when I pass you, and I flick one at you. <laughs> that's why you get mud flaps. I don't have mud flaps in the rear of my car. No, that's why you get mud flaps. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm after your windshield, Manny. <laughs> this man. No, I mean, it It would be ideal to do blue tape, honestly, but it's just, it's... It's a lot of work, and I'm pretty sure you can also account for that. Oh, yeah. I did it one time, and after that, I was like, mm, no. Nope, not again. I mean, I could probably do what you did right after. Hit up a few vinyl shop places that can do a clear vinyl wrap on it. But I think that's just overkill, honestly, at that point, too. Just like with the tape. Yeah. You know what's funny about that track day where I blue taped it? Mm-hmm. It was the first track day out with the car. I blue taped the front to protect it, and then when I got to the track, I beat on the car so bad, I put the tires to tread. (laughs) So, like, one half of me was like, yeah, I'm going to take care of it, and I'm going to baby it, and blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as I get to the track, I just rip those tires apart. (laughs) Damn. Yeah, that's what I kind of realized, like, no, I don't even know why I blue taped it, and I'm over here running this thing until I fucking destroy the tires. That was at Apple Valley, right? Yeah. 
I remember that I met. I didn't go with you guys, but I met up with you guys after to go eat with food with all of our buddies, and especially a few other people that were at the track with you guys. Yeah, I had to leave the cu- the car at the house because I was like, I don't know how long I can drive like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember how they all told me that they were all just like making sure, like like tailgating you or around you, just like just to be sure you're okay on the drive home. Yeah, I mean that was my fault. I w- I was having such a blast. The car was performing so well, and um. Earlier in the day, we kind I kind of cat and moused with a, a buddy of ours, Michael. Yes, and you know he has a really nice modded out uh, F, uh, Lexus F series. And yeah, thing is bad. The ISF. Yeah, and we were both kind of like neck and neck the entire way, just chewing on each other's bumper. And I had a blast, and I had just got done doing a session, and I saw him roll into it. And I just decided to turn around and just keep going. <laughs> and I shouldn't have because the tires were already yeah. hot as hell. You basically instigated yourself right there. I did. I did. That was my fault. <laughs> I should have just left. I, you know, I had just got done doing a, a good amount of laps. The tires were hot and gummy, you know. I needed to pull off, but instead I saw him and I was like, oh, I want to play. <laughs> So those things went down to cord, basically, and I had to throw them in the back. <laughs> Thou shalt not give into temptation. Eh, worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I threw those in the back and then put the back tires in the front to drive home. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's how I got home. And I mean, it was kind of the excuse I used to go, well, I'm not buying tires for these 20-inch wheels. And you went with 18s. And I went to go buy my Volks and got 18s. <laughs> not bad, not bad. How much were your Volks anyway, the set? Um, I kind of got a discount um, through like the Type R group mm-hmm. on Facebook. They got like a little setup with somebody that works at Evasive Motorsports. Okay. I don't know if I should be saying it, but I got it for, I doubt they listened to it. I got them for 15 brand new. Oh, okay, not bad. No, I'm sorry, 14 brand new. Okay. 14 brand new. And how much would those go for retail with that, like discounts or anything? Um, I think Specifically around, the ones you got. I think around 19, 18, 19. Okay. I got a, it was like a couple hundred bucks off. It, was, it wasn't bad. It was a pretty good deal for okay. brand new. Not bad. But uh, yeah, it gave me the excuse to get those. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not going to lie. Finding tires for 19s was a bitch. I, I told you it's a funky size, man. Cause I was going to like I was going to my tire shop. My tire shop couldn't source those tires, uh, any of my tire options that I wanted specifically. And he was just th- he was just throwing me recommendations like, nah, dude, I can't do those ones. I can't do those ones either. And in my mind, I was like, fuck. I can really see why Tony told me 19s are a bitch. Yeah, no, 19s suck. <laughs> I mean, possibly, maybe in the future, maybe look at 18 wheels. Yeah, I mean, I think the best recommendation would be is um, I'll invite you to uh, Corner Corner Ponies. Mm -hmm. It's a Facebook group on, well, obviously on Facebook, but it's all just road racing Mustangs. See, you mentioned that in a previous episode, but you never did. Well, remind me. (laughs) (laughs) And you can probably ask around on there and see what some of the guys that actually track their S550s are running. Okay. And this way you can kind of gauge more or less like why they might be running one size over the other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And on you know on top of that, obviously, if you go 18, you're going to have more availability, abundance of different tire brands, and cheaper, honestly. 
Oh yeah, definitely. I was interested in like the the Falcon six sixties, but those didn't come in my sizes. That's the new ones, right? Yeah, those are the new ones. Um, I think uh, Jaime from Race FF Pod, mm-hmm. he actually sent me like a video or a post of one of uh, from those. The guy said he had like almost a hundred races on the lap. Or a hundred laps on he, the. He sent me that. Video, he sent me the video too. Yeah, and I was like, "Holy crap! I didn't know those things had that much like longevity to them. That's freaking great." Yeah, I was actually really interested when I got recommended to them, but like, like I said, they didn't come in my size. Yeah, bet you they come in 18s. <laughs> yeah, the Toyo R8s proxies and stuff. I was looking at those too. Nothing. Yeah. The Yokohamas, nothing. I mean, I use the Bridgestones. Uh, RE71Rs, mm-hmm. those are 18s. I don't think they come in 19s. They didn't. And then the Federal RSRs, not, not as well. So 18s next? Probably, yeah. Well, that's fine. I mean, because right now the stock setup you have is 19 staggered. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just for cost savings and, you know, wheel rotations out on the track, getting a square setup is going to help you a lot. Yeah. So, you know... From what I've been told, I can do a square setup of 275 all around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. With that car, yeah, you could. I'll be doing that in the Fox body. We'll go heads up, Manny. Hey. <laughs> I'll figure out a way to tuck 275s on that thing. <laughs> Dang. What are you running on the Fox? Um. Well, I would. I usually run like a 255 square. Mm-hmm. Um, and that actually does okay. And then I have a second set of wheels that are 235s. Okay. Once I do the suspension setup that I want to do, I might I might look into like a 275, maybe even a 2, no, probably a 275 max. At least for now until like I blow the motor up and add some power to it. Okay. Once I have more power, then I'll probably look into going full 285, 295 square, which can be done apparently. So I'll figure that out later. <laughs> not bad, not bad. But original question, so no blue tape for you. Yeah, no blue tape. All right. And then uh, all we got to do is just get some butter wax from oh, Detail yeah. Garage. That is true. And I remember you you bought that for a specific reason when you were tracking, when you first started tracking the Type R. Tire rubber on your paint. Mm-hmm. Tire rubber on your paint. You get some of that butter wax from Detail Garage, and it'll come right off. Especially nice. since your car is white. Yes. <laughs> you're gonna it's, have, it's gonna show. You're gonna have a lot of that stuff on there. Hey, fuck it. Battle scars. <laughs> All right, Manny. Well, um, oh, we were supposed to do the anime review. Oh yeah. Yeah, we were supposed to. I got so caught up with like just personal life, I I completely blew that off. That's fine. We'll get back to it later, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll get back to that later. Our bad. <laughs> but uh, we also do have some other things in the works with the podcast. Maybe we'll kind of debut within the next week or two. Yeah. I think it'll be pretty fun. So I'll leave it as a surprise. And uh, I guess a uh, shout out to John and Randy from 91 octane podcast for throwing down the gauntlet towards me apparently because <laughs> i didn't know about this and uh again i don't know if anybody maybe you know doesn't bother listening to our bonus episodes but go check that out we had a real fun one this time real interesting i didn't fall asleep manny didn't disappear on us yeah i'm sorry dude like my body was just not in the motion at that time when we did it so no i couldn't worries, hand- i couldn't no handle worries. staying up that late yeah 
But uh, also shout out to uh, Jaime. He started his podcast for the Race FF Pod. He's going to be covering uh, more track-oriented things, kind of like personal blogging through his build and journey. And uh, going to mostly primarily focus on the front wheel drive platform and you know Mm -hmm. road course racing from that view he's a great instructor he's a wealth of knowledge so if there's any interest in it go check him out definitely we'll we'll probably have him uh reposting on our account Mm -hmm. with that manny why don't you tell the people where they can find us yeah, you can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and Twitch at Unaccepted Pod. And we do have a website, unacceptedpod.com. And to add to that about Twitch, um, now that we're not recording remote anymore. Hopefully. Hopefully, yes. Hopefully things keep going the way they're going. We are going to start getting back on Twitch. Uh, we did kind of start COVID kind of threw us for a whirl with us having to record remote and just didn't work out. <laughs> so yeah. We're, we're going to be trying to jump back on that now that we're kind of back to our... For the most part, back to our normal settings. Mm-hmm. But with that, uh, please uh, leave a review, like, subscribe, anywhere you're listening to this podcast. And if you want to send an email, got a question, anything, you can email us at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see everybody next Wednesday. Adios.